Hello, this is Coach Tim Campbell, and I'm your host for the Self-Made is a Myth, Make a Difference Together show. And we're talking with successful business owners to hear their stories of the journey to building their business. And because we know that success in business is not something that we can do on our own, we recognize the folks that have helped us to excel. Today, I'm excited to have a fellow business owner from Indiana with us today. Now, check this out. My guest immigrated to the U.S. with her family with only $7 and grew up on the streets of Brooklyn with the Indian mafia and didn't even realize it. Italian. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Italian. Yes, yes. And in her downtime, um, she is a connector of people and enjoys building relationships. And she's most proud of having her miracle baby at the age of 43. It is my pleasure to welcome Sono to the show today. Hello, Sono. How are you? Hi, I'm wonderful, Tim. Even better now that I'm here with you. So oh, thank you so much. Well, hey, let's have um, let's start by having you introduce yourself. Um, so I don't butcher your name and tell us a little bit of your personal story, like where you were born, where you live now, a bit about your family and some of your hobbies. Wow, that's a big question. So I will do my best. Um, usually people need to have a timer for me because I can say a lot of things. <laughs> so I'm going to narrow it down to decades. How about that? So that way it makes it easier in my brain. Um, hi, I'm Sonal Chef Zawari. I do want to emphasize the awesomeness of my name because um, it, it's the fusion, right? It's a, it's Sonal Chef is from India. I was born in India. So Chef is my father's name. And then Zawari, I had the privilege at 40 years old to marry the love of my life. And he, he's, uh, uh, half American and half Jordanian. So Zawari is from Jordan. So, um, yeah, I get to have a, this really fused name with that. And that's why it's my brand. So just putting that out there. Uh, like I mentioned, I was born in India, um, once upon a time, long time ago. <laughs> and my family and I, I'm the youngest of four, we immigrated to the States and landed at JFK. And that's a whole different story in itself, but seven US dollars. I think a lot of immigrants can relate to that story of landing their feet here and saying, what's next? And the purpose of being here. And my parents Wow, they're still my role models. They're they're here with us today in uh, in the world, and we lived on the streets of Brooklyn for about I'm saying eleven or twelve years. Ran little little newspaper stands, um, did whatever it took, and we lived on the streets. And that whole thing about the Italian mafia, it wasn't until I was an adult and I went back to visit, I was like, oh my gosh, that's the bar, mom, that you used to have a sit at when it was after school. And she's and I'm like oh, that's a mafia bar. Like she didn't know, we didn't know. And so it was really great. It was really a, an aha, but everyone took care of everyone, which was really brilliant. And then my parents moved us to the Midwest. You know, that was a real big culture shock in the eighties. It was like, you know what? Uh, we need to find opportunity for our four children. And uh, so they moved to Oxford, Ohio. And the whole purpose was let's find a place where we can put our kids through college. Cause that's the reason we came to the U S to have access and, um, great things for our children. And so Miami University was right there. We owned a motel. And my siblings and I, my parents, 24-7 for about 18 years, we ran this business. Um, and that's what we did. And then we went to school full-time. So graduated from Miami of Ohio, avoided a little bit of getting an arranged marriage because academics is everything in our culture. So I, instead of getting married, I decided I'm going to, instead of going to med school, I went to go to graduate school at Ohio State. I'm sorry the Ohio State, because it changed <laughs> afterwards, um, and taught high school 
for a decade. I taught high school biology um, and did that. And that was my first career. So this, I'm in the fourth reinvention today in my fifties. And so my first career was in my twenties where I taught high school. And then I moved to Arizona and taught community college. Then I moved to Indy in 2003. And when I came here, I was like, oh, I know I don't want to be in the classroom, but I really want to make an impact and change and shift lives. And I'm just going to throw this little curveball in there. I did end up having a divorce. And that's not something that was common in the Indian community, nor was it very much embraced. So I love that. I feel like at all these points in my life, being a teacher instead of a doctor, you know, um, getting divorced when most people stayed together when things didn't work out, really being that person and family who supported me through those changes. So very grateful for that. And then um, in my, when I didn't know what I wanted to do when I grew up, I, I just marched out. You know, I just put a post on LinkedIn about changing the word hustle to align. And the reason I did this, because I've always been a hustler. It's like, so what's next? What do I do? Oh, I'll create something. So I went out into charter schools and said, hey, what if I train your science teachers? It was an idea. And all of them were like, no, thank you. No, thank you. One said, sure. And I went, really? And I ran home and they said, tomorrow, bring us this hole. And I went, okay. And I did that. And I did it with a lot of other people, not by myself, phone calls, people. How do you do that? How do you create a contract? And that was the birth of True You. And that was in the 2000s. And it transitioned a lot. So I was an educational consultant, then a life coach. Uh, then I had a, a, I was a stylist. You know, I have a business where I walk into people's homes and change their wardrobes for them. It was what it needed to be. I truly believe that. And I always felt connected at the time, Tim, but there was always something that was a little missing and I didn't know what it was. And then I meet the love of my life at one of the charter schools and we get married at 40 and he's like, we need benefits, right? Who doesn't need benefits? <laughs> so I take a full-time job with the publishing company and stayed there. And I sold books to educators. So I fused the, my first time ever fusing corporate with education. I was like, oh, you could do that. So I'm sharing that because these are things I didn't know. With the master's in education, I thought, what do I do if I'm not a teacher? So there's lots of things and creative ways to approach that. And I didn't know until I knew. <laughs> and so I did that for um, a little bit more than seven to eight years. And then all of a sudden in our forties, I had my daughter at 43. She's our miracle baby. We were told we couldn't have kids. I almost died many times, but the journey's there. She's almost nine. So I'm very blessed. Hmm. And I lost my job right when we bought our home. And my husband's like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? And he's an amazing educator as well. And I said, give me one hour to grieve. I need to get possible. He goes, I don't know what that means. I said, just go away. I need no toxins around me for just an hour to focus. And I told my friend who will be the highlight of a lot of this interview today, what I was dreaming about the night before, which is stretching out of my comfort zone. And I was, I just woke up and said, have I stretched today? And I went, no, I already did yoga. No, no, I mean this way. And I was telling her the story and she received it. She put it together for me and she sent it to a project management conference. And they asked me to speak on leadership and stretching. And I went, what? Okay. I always knew I wanted to be a speaker and trainer. I just like, how do you make money doing that? Mm. And that was the birth that was in 2016. And from that audience, some folks came up to me and said, can you do that for us? And I said, do what? <laughs> and they were like, I go, where are you from? They said, Eli Lilly. And I went, what? That's wow. Okay. And so I built and created for them and it's six years later and just on, not on my own in the sense of all the humans that have helped me, 
but I've serviced 58 companies now and the areas of emotional intelligence and leadership and diversity and really the big theme of have you stretched today? What are you doing to step out of your comfort zone to experience what comes with that, all the goods and bads and to grow and blossom. And now when I look back to him at the fourth reinvention, I'm here to stay because really that, that it factor I was talking about is now here. And I think it really, when I look back and I'm like, oh, that's what I've been doing in my journey yeah. all along. So I love that because we know that everything that we want out of life and in our business is on the other side of our comfort zone, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So I tried. I know that was long. I'm sorry. I was trying. Oh, that's perfect. No, but appreciate it. So <laughs> tell us a, a funny story that your family likes to, oh, to, to share about you. So um, any of my friends or family watching this know that I'm lyrically challenged. I didn't even know that was a concept. Since I could remember, I hear songs and I think it's saying something different. And so I have a multitude of examples there. But the one that my husband will never forget is our wedding song. And we are slow dancing. We got married in, in La Jolla in San Diego, small, little, intimate wedding. And I'm slow dancing with him to this song. And I'm not even going to tell everybody what it is because it's too embarrassing to tell you how I butchered it. And <laughs> one of the parts of the song, I'm doing this. And he goes, what are you? He's whispering, right? Because it's our, it's our song. And he's like, what are you doing, honey? And I went, it's telling you to flip your hair back. And he goes, no, it's not. It's telling you that we... <laughs> It was telling us something different, like when we met in the past and I heard flip your hair back. <laughs> so from then on, it's like always the joke everywhere I go between that. And I don't know if you know the song, uh, Don't Go Chasing Waterfalls. Yeah. So I thought, and thank God I was hitting on this guy named Jason in my 20s. And I went, oh, my God, there's a song after you. Don't go, Jason, to the waterfalls. <laughs> So it just seems to be a trend and a theme. <laughs> all my friends love that I am just, they're like, so we'll stop. You're lyrically challenged. We don't even oh, know. That's you. awesome. <laughs> okay. So Sona, tell us a little bit more about True You. True You is exactly what it sounds like. It's T-R-U-Y-O-U, two separate words. I started that name back in the late nineties. And the reason is, is I think, not I think, I know now, as I look back, I've always been searching for who are we truly? Are we showing up that way? And I think part of that comes, Tim, from my being Indian and then living in America and then having all these many, many plethora of experiences where people are like, oh, be American, be this, be that. And I'm like, whoa. And I think it always resonated in my heart to say, who is my true me? So the true you. And I started realizing in all the businesses that I built and all the jobs that I created for myself and manifested, everything landed in the theme of encouraging others around me to truly be them. Like when it came to clothes, don't wear what's trendy, wear what's you, wear what matches your spirit, because then it'll never go out of style. And people are like, what? And that was in the 90s when it wasn't known really then. Um, and then with my business today, the true you, my goal with emotional intelligence and teaching people to stretch and step out of their comfort zone and learning about what diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging are really about. It's really about each of us stepping into our power, being who we are and showing up that way inside out. See, we are so afraid to do that because we're afraid of what naturally is coming to us, right? Judgment, yeah, criticism, you know, stereotyping, the unconscious bias, you know, the, the microaggressions, all the things that exist and live out there. And I get it. I do. 
But what I also do is listen to so many others in true you to learn, okay, share with me your journey, your true you, Mm. and allow me the privilege to help you to see that. See, I want to be a mirror for them because a lot of people, including myself, I'm not going to pretend that I'm there. So all the people in my life and my clients, I hope they understand because I'm expressive about it is, look, I'm not quite there yet. But when you're in the journey together, truly, and you you are authentic together, that's where the growth and the magic happens. Because then there's no illusions of pretend success. And I'm not trying to go out there and saying, I've got everything figured out. Instead, I'm out there saying, today is what this is what I know. And I love what I know. (laughs) I'd love to learn more about what I don't know. And then I'd love to share what I don't know with everybody else. I love it. That is fantastic. And, and um, I can relate to the idea of we don't have it all together, right? And we, we can get into the, the shame and the fear of well, what if somebody finds out that I'm an imposter or I'm faking it or, or, mm-hmm. or, or, and then the more that we talk with other people, we realize that we're all pretty much in the same boat, right? We all have the same fears and doubts and, and worries. And, and it's a liberating to, to be around other like-minded people who yes. allow us to just be ourselves and, and learn through our uncomfortableness. And that's why I love when you, sh- when you shared this podcast, I was like, oh my goodness, absolutely. Yes. Because even you, I mean, I believe we manifest and attract people in our lives, customers, clients, humans, you know, people at the grocery store, we're going to attract into our space, what we're putting out. I truly believe that. And here you come telling me, hey, Sonal, I'm passionate about teaching people about how they can have their business, but they're not doing it solo. And I'm like, were you in my head and heart yesterday when I was at that (laughs) conference telling someone the same thing? And the answer to that is, yes, you were. Because manifestation to me is brilliant. If we continue to march in and show up with our true selves, we will continue to attract vibrationally, all those around us that are seeking and needing that same support. Amen to that. <laughs> so, so share a story where um, someone pushed you or inspired you that, uh, that you could do it, even though you may not have thought you could and the impact that they had on you. So I warned my, my friend, my strategic partner, that a lot of this is going to be around her. She's an introvert and she's like, what? Right. <laughs> so I love it. I love it because it steps her out of her comfort zone. But do you want me to give her name or her business or how do you, yeah, call her out? Yes, for sure. All right, Aisha Cargile, I'm calling you out. I'm calling you out, Aisha. Here's this fabulous, phenomenal human who meets me seven years ago. And when I was doing my jewelry business, my stylist business, because she was taking photos for me. And a couple of weeks later, when I lost the job and went through this whole thing, she's my project manager brain, my introvert, my very analytical. I mean, her brain just astonishes me. And I'm your, oh, this is so great. And I love people and I want to be expressive. And I know that's overwhelming for her. And I come to her and I say, shoot, I could get a job again and not love what I do. Or she's like, what do you really want? I'm like, I want to do a TED talk. I want to speak and train people. I want to be on a stage and impact lives. She goes to do it. And I went, uh-huh. How? I have no clue how. And she's like, what are you talking about? I don't understand the, your question, your dilemma, Sonal. And it was so clear to her. Yeah. And it was so unclear to me. And so what was beautiful about it is I had the privilege for her to believe in me enough, just met me, 
to craft that talk, send it to the conference. And I'm not, you know, I'm very authentic. So people who, who are watching this, she's like project management. I said, what? I've never taken a business class in my life. I don't even know how to speak that language. What do project managers do? <laughs> and I was very vulnerable and authentic. And that was uncomfortable, right? Because I'm an academic. So I, my biggest weakness was I don't want to feel dumb. No one wants to feel incompetent right. or unprepared. That's an icky feeling for me. Yeah. And so she looks at me, she goes, what you don't understand, Sonal, is even though we're all using different vocabulary, we're all speaking the same language. So you tell me what you're trying to say. And I'll translate the vocabulary for you into business language. I was like, wow. And so we spent, oh, Tim, the first two years, we spent probably five to 10 hours a week together in the evenings, building and designing. And I'm just sharing and recording all my voice memos. These are my ideas. And she's listening and we're crafting and molding and creating. And next thing you know, popcorn style. Would you do a talk for us? Yeah, sure. Sure. Hey, Aisha, they want us to do this. Want me to do this. This is what my thoughts are. She's like, this is what it sounds like in the business language. Yeah. And it was brilliant. And I'm again, six years in and I have 13 workshop series. Uh, um, I couldn't do this without her. I mean, she is the core for me professionally on what gave me the inspiration, the confidence. Um, she even I, I couldn't say the word because it's a bad word, but there was a book called You Are Bad. Yeah. <laughs> he, even for my birthday a month ago, took that, read it, because, you know, she has a full-time job, a business, and just got married. I mean, she, so she has all the time in the world. <laughs> right. Um, she highlighted it, and she put notes on the side and annotated it. And she said, anytime you feel like you're not do, you know, you're feeling down or you're not capable or anything, this is what I want you to read because I'm right there for you. That's awesome. That wow. to me is that person. That's amazing. So, um, Sona, what's your biggest learning as a business owner? That I don't have to know everything. Mm. That I don't have to do it alone. I mean, I still try, trust me, and I fail. <laughs> um I still feel like I need to have all the answers. Mm. Um, again, I, 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 I'm not, I only can speak for myself. I don't know how culture is. When I say culture, I don't just mean Indian culture. I mean home culture and how you were raised. Yeah. In my community, you know, we're supposed to know everything. You know, we're supposed to study and you have resources and just learn it. Just do this. Academic is so huge. So whether that was done to me or I chose to receive knowledge that way, I approach life with, oh my God, I have to know, I have to always be on. I have to always be cheery. If I'm a coach, don't I have to be happy all the time? Um, <laughs> if I'm training and teaching X, Y, and Z, don't I have to be the expert and know everything? And I really learned over the last six years that yes, to an extent, the foundation mm. has to be there. Absolutely. But skill and willingness, and here's my favorite, an open learning growth mindset. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that's the biggest takeaway for me is growth mindset or what's the opposite of growth mindset? Fixed mindset. And if you have a fixed mindset, in my opinion, you can't have a business. You can't start a business. You just can't because yeah. it's not going to be just this way. If it is, you're going to be highly disappointed. Yes. And so by being a growth mindset, that's been my biggest takeaway in learning I don't know it. <sighs> Exhale, Sono. Call someone, look it up, share with someone. And I can promise you, if you authentically tell other entrepreneurs that 
hey, you know what? It's kind of lonely to be an entrepreneur at times. And it's really <laughs> kind of scary. And when I said that out loud and everyone was like, yes, I went, oh, I'm not alone. You mean I can share the experience? Yeah. That Those are my biggest takeaways. That's fantastic. The, the, the growing uh, mindset, We oftentimes we tell folks that you're either growing or you're dying, right? Or your mm-hmm. business is either growing or it's dying. There's no status quo. So, right. The, right. Exactly. The you pull off the gas pedal, right. And, and go into that. I like that word, that fixed mindset. Then we've set ourselves up to start declining, right. As opposed to mm-hmm. staying ahead of the yeah. curve. And, and I, I agree with you. There's the hundreds of folks I've talked to, everyone feels like it's only them. Right. And, and everyone else has their business all together and, and they, they've got their, every all their ducks in a row and then I say do you know what that everyone I talk to says the same things you do about your the insecurities and the unknown and they're really (laughs) yeah yeah and I would say Tim I wanted to add to that just to help as a tip if it's not obvious already when you're in a journey of building your business uh volunteer and be a part of things Mm -hmm. do not stay in your bubble and that is how you get exposed to the other people that you can feel are relatable. You're not going to know if you're relating to others if you don't get out of your comfort zone <laughs> yes. and join um, organizations. How many organizations have you joined? When I first started my business, I was part of like five. I went, oh, I'm going to be a part of NABO and Women in High Tech and the Chamber. And over the years, I'm like, oh, do I need that? Do I need that? And then you could take that time to be discerning and to check it off and say, what served me? Okay, no, I don't need that. That's great. But by being a part of these organizations that are not just business owners, don't just stay with other entrepreneurs, venture out and meet people who work at companies, meet people who work in spaces that you're serving. So if your clientele, whatever your clientele is, have you gone out and shopped at those places or been to those places? Listen and pay attention. Because to me, I know they call it, I learned this through Aisha, market research. To me, it was just um, my excuse every time I travel to say, honey, I have to go in every boutique because I got to see what they have. Right? So I got to know what I'm up against. And he was like, oh, okay, that's that's where you, why you're going. But truly and genuinely, yes. So as a business owner, whatever your business is, expose yourself to new ideas, go out there and interact with people so that Tim, like I discovered years ago, I'm not alone in this journey. Right. And I forget that I'm not alone when I stay home and I'm on my computer for a week and then I have to go, whoa, shake it off, go back out. (laughs) Go get reminded that you're not alone because it can get that crazy. Indeed. So we know business success doesn't happen in isolation, right? So, um, Sono, tell us about a one of the biggest challenges that you had during the years of being a business owner and, and maybe another business owner who came alongside you and helped you get through that. Uh, can I put the most obvious one out there? Of course. <laughs> um, I'm going to say, and, and this is just where I'm at at the moment. I've had lots, so I, I couldn't narrow it down. But right at this moment, which is relevant to me, is cash flow, hmm. Right okay, so what came first, the chicken or the egg, right? Okay, so I want to create this product. I wrote a book, by the way, during COVID. And I have a product that I created. Awesome. But I want to put it and make it digital. But that takes money that I don't have. But I don't want to get a loan because I can't tell where the business is going. What if I can't pay it back? So how do I, oh, how do I do that? 
How do I do what I want to do and so financially support that and then be able to craft what I need to then actually go out and get paid for what I'm delivering? Does that make sense? Indeed, yes. And so someone the other day said, that's called cash flow. And I went, see, six years in, I never used that phrase. So it cash flow. How is it? Who's supporting me in these spaces? Well, I'm not allowing anyone to give me money in the sense of friends and family. No. So that's not helping with the cash flow, but the people that are supporting me are supporting me with ideas and solutions and the how-tos. So I I can't pick just one person. I'm that human, Tim, that I have built what I call my true you crew. And they are on my website. It's to me, my whole life is about celebrating others, right? Because I I don't do anything by myself. Mm -hmm. Um, And so each one of these people have supported me by saying, Hey, Sonal, um, if you want cash flow to do this, why don't we find someone to help you do this part of that project? Or we can, and then you can do this part of it. Oh, how do I do that? Okay. This is how we could do that. And so it was designing strat. It was strategically designing solutions around the how to's, which meant at times, Tim, that I could lean on uh, grants or I could lean on um, people volunteering right? To say, oh, I, I want to learn and learn how to do that. Do you mind if I support you and just help you? And I'm like, mm. okay. And that's where <laughs> manifestation comes in. Because when I put it out there, it's amazing that I start meeting people that are like, oh, I can help you with that. I'm like, I think that's awesome. I would have to pay you that this is my personality because I believe in the give and take model, but I don't have that at the moment. So maybe I have to, they're like, no, 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 no. Sonal, if you do it like this, we'll do this for you. And then this is what you're doing for us. And I'm like, oh, Well, then I'm okay with that model. So I share that because that has been, and it's still, I'm not there yet. Like I just went to this amazing breakfast yesterday with all these successful humans and I'm listening and I'm learning and I'm real. And there are a lot of entrepreneurs here and I'm learning going, oh my gosh, how do they know how to do all this? How do I do this? And so when it was done, I went up to the panel and I didn't hesitate to ask each of the panel members, okay, here's the space I'm in. What, what could next look like for me? Mm you have to be ready to ask those questions. So I'm that person that I'm okay with tapping into others. That's awesome. Being resourceful. And don't get me wrong. It doesn't mean there's a little voice back here that says, oh, you didn't have to do it by yourself, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yes, but I have to tell that voice, go away, because that's not serving me. Yeah. (laughs) So if I had to, if I asked you to pick three people, and I know you said you have more than three, so we'll just, we'll work through this together. Uh, um, you know, people in your business owner journey that you're most grateful for being there to help your business growth, who are those people? So the people I'm going to choose, the people I'm going to mention is not just helping me build and create the, the stuff, but is, has also been there for me personally so yeah. that I can be who I need to be. Because when I derail, I needed someone to say, you got this song, yes. you got this, right? So obviously I mentioned Aisha. So Aisha, you already got my shout out. So I need space for three other people. Let's see. So I have Faith McKinney. Faith McKinney, I can pick up the phone any day. And she's like, girl, you got this. This is what I <laughs> And you know, they don't have to know about the content or what I'm doing. Yeah. They just have to have faith in me. So Faith McKinney, Sonia Coles. You know, she is not even in my industry, but she's like, look, let me explain to you and share with you what you're made of Hmm. and what's possible. And I love that. Um, I said, I don't have just three, so I'm going to quickly just throw out some names. May I please, pretty please do that? Of course, please. Yes. Lisa Whitman. Lisa Whitman is, oh God, so powerful and amazing. And she's my health and wellness coach. 
and she's a brilliant uh, videographer. So whenever I'm like, how do I record this on the four, um, which I can't stand social media. So, I didn't mean it that way. Sorry, everyone. Uh, I don't love creating social media. <laughs> Sorry. Um, she will teach me how to do that, which leads me to the next person, Amber. Amber Peckham is brilliant. She's my social media gal. She's my writer. She's my editor. And I tell her everything I'm feeling and thinking, and she's learned how I think and feel. And so she helps me craft. Awesome. Um, Tiffany Green, every time I need to put something together, she's like, you know what? You're wasting your time doing that PowerPoint. Throw it in there. I'll help you um, craft it. Just give me all the ideas and I'll make it look pretty. Great. But Bethany Berghofer, one of my editors as well. Nate Grady, who helped me make my um, logo, personal. And Haley Lawrence, I, I pick up the phone. And I'm like, Haley, I just designed these decks of cards, but I'm making them all at home. So I have 50... 50 columns and I'm trying to make these and I have an eight-year-old she's like send them to me I'll take care of it you know and these are humans that have their own lives and stuff but they're there and I'm sure there's a plethora of others but those are the main core if you go to my true you crew you'll see a lot of them on there and Tim that was a hard question because you and I think similarly in that I don't do it alone and the obvious is my husband right I mean he said honey, go live your dream and passion. And I will support the family on my education salary because I know this is what you want. Yeah. If he said no, I would have respected that. And I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing today. Mm-hmm. And he take, he, he steps in to help with my daughter when I can't be there. So it's, I just, it takes a village. It's not alone. I'm not alone in this. And of course my family, everyone in my family. <laughs> isn't it, you mentioned it takes a village. Isn't it interesting that um, there's almost this perception or, or unwritten rule that you do do it on your own. And then we get out there and we realize that those who have been most successful didn't do it on their own, right? They do have a village around them and, and people that they're relying on for all these different areas of expertise. And, um, and nobody really talks about it or shares it, right? Oh, that's, that's the opposite of me. So first of all, village in the sense of my community But for personal and for business, and I say this to everywhere I do training, develop and design your own personal board of directors. Mm -hmm. And I have chosen these humans that I mentioned. Those are business related that I just mentioned because they will call me out. They will tell me, so no, (laughs) no, really crud. I just did all this work on it. Yeah, no. Right. And that's what I need. I don't need someone being my yay sayer for everything. Oh yeah, that's great. Let's do it. No, because- I need your filter. Mm -hmm. I need your expertise. I need your perspective because that's who I'm serving in the world. And if I don't listen to yours, who am I to be saying that I'm listening to others then? Then this business truly is just about me. And I don't want it to be about me. Yeah. It makes me, it reminds me of Jim Rohn's quote of we become the average of the five people that we spend the most time with. And mm-hmm. it sounds like you've got a very good network of folks that you spend your most time with and, and that you preach that as well. What, any, any additional thoughts on that, um, on that quote? Yeah, I, I do. You know, it, it's, I'm going to say this to anyone watching that has kids. That's what came to my mind. My daughter's going to be nine. I know it's young but I pay attention to that now. Mm. Who is she hanging out with? And as parents who, and because you start young, if you learn when you're younger, 
Who do you have in your life? If you're having everyone that is comfortable humans that don't like to step out of their comfort zone or be people who like to strive for expertise or strive for excellence and they're happy with the status quo, guess what? You're going to become that way too. And I realize and know that for me. And that's why I, with that quote, which I love, I say, start when you're younger, start with your children, make sure they understand that the people they choose around them and be that model. Like my daughter said to me yesterday, okay, mommy, who's coming over now? Anyone who follows me knows that I'm a people collector and connector, everyone I collect. And then when they come into the space, because of my uh, deep ability to read energy, I can sense this intuitively what people come to the table with and everyone gets a smile and a welcome. And then the people that I know are connecting in a certain way, get go, it goes beyond that. But I don't feel like I have to do that for everyone. So when my daughter watches that, or she experiences that now, and she's going out to play. She's like, there was this new kid. And this kid told me I have to do it this way. And this kid said I had to do it that way. I am challenging her and saying, what do you want? And Nadia, who's in your life? And she's, and she, like I said, she's eight going on nine. So I say, start young yeah. because then you're helping them and have that mindset. I love it. Yeah, that is fantastic. So last question here, as you think about the next three to five years, what's the biggest challenge that you see in getting to your goals and who are the types of people that you're going to need to help you resolve or overcome those challenges? All the people that I have, I need them still. Please stay with me. Um, <laughs> people like you, Tim, people I continue to collect along the way. The next um, five to seven years, is that what you said? I'm trying to three even to, think. Three to five. Three to five. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> In high school then, that's a scary feeling. Um, you know, beyond my friends and family, I think on a professional level, what I really see me doing is I want to scale, right? That's my vision. But I realized yesterday that what does scaling mean to me? I, I am actually looking at being a consultant and having consultants work with me. And at first I felt guilty about that. Like, shouldn't I want to hire people and do all that? But with my focus being in my fifties on a child, I was trying to figure out a way to do what I love to do that I'm doing now to speak and train. Um, that's, I'm going to put out there. That's I'm the, I think I'm the talent and I need an agent <laughs> mm. to handle. So I, what I'm learning how to do right now, which I'm doing, you know, great at because of the people around me, but I need to continue to collect people to say, Sonal, you need to get this certification. Sonal, here's how you do the COO part of the business. Sonal, here's how you set up the financials. This is what I continue to collect. And, and these are the things I'm seeking, yeah. right? And not from places that they're like, and it's going to cost you $5,000. Cause I'm like, and that's a cash flow conversation. Yeah. yeah. Right? And so <laughs> right. another shout out to a human that just met me that is so brilliant and amazing. Ava Taylor. She just took me in right away. And she was like, oh my gosh, I believe in you. And here's what you need to do next. And she runs, um, you know, one of the, the, the organizations in town where they help minority businesses. And I was like, I had no idea this existed as a resource. Right, yeah. And so I said to her, what other resources are there? Because I had no idea yeah. that these things are in place for people like me who are seeking stability and the how-tos. So what do I need for the next three to five years? I forecast that I'm going to serve a multitude of companies and organizations in emotional intelligence, in diversity, not just diversity alone, but through the lens of emotional intelligence. So people can continue to be inspired to show up every day in their true authentic selves and be received. I want to do that 
with a support group to help me manage my life so that I can also have quality time with my family. I'm taking care of my parents who are in their 80s. I want both. I, I do. I want it all. And so that's the way I can manage that is if I set it up that way. Yeah. I love the, you've mentioned it a few times throughout, but just the power of manifesting, right? The law of attraction, the energy that we put out is what we bring together. And, mm-hmm. um, and for those listening, if you don't believe it, spend some time researching it, right? Think and Grow Rich is a great book. The Secret's a great movie. Like learn more about this manifesting thing. I've been on this journey for about 18 months and it's just incredible, the power of, of manifesting. So thank you, Sono, for talking so You're much welcome. about that today. Um, it sounds like you've been blessed with some incredible people in your life. So if they were all on the show here today, what would you want to say to them? You're going to make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I couldn't do it without you. Each one of you, I have goose, I have God bumps right now in my arms. Each one of you brings so much to me. You fill my cup in so many ways, each one differently and uniquely. And that's what makes it so perfect. So every single one of them, I am hopefully there for them in the way they are here for me. And um, I want to thank you for having faith in me and believing in me. And um, this is what I tell everyone. And I did want to say, Aaron Sanford, thank you for having faith in me as well. But I did want to say, here's the one thing I tell everyone who is in my journey. When I get there, because I will get there, I will rent a yacht. Forget that. I will own the yacht. <laughs> there we go. Yep. <laughs> and I'm going to have a big party and all of them need to be there with me. I can't celebrate alone. And so every time someone supports me and they're in my life and I'm like, you better be ready to go on a yacht trip. If you have motion sickness, go take something for it. <laughs> they're like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, you are all filling it for me. So that's what I would say to each and every one of them. And I, and in my brain, I hear all these other names coming to my head. I'm like, Sonal, if, if I didn't mention their name, they're all incremental. I mean, every single one of them. And that's what I would tell them. Keep, and most importantly, keep being you. Don't change who you are to be what others want from you. Be you. That is what matters. Because bottom line, Tim, when we tell people who they are, and that's why I designed those decks of cards, right? To teach people how to pass them out and let people know how you value them. When people feel valued, they show up on purpose. Amen. Awesome. So thank you very much, Sono, for being on the show today. It was an absolute pleasure speaking with you. Welcome. It was was my honor to be around you, Tim. So I appreciate that. And to everyone who tuned in, thanks for listening to the Self-Made is a Myth show with your host, Coach Tim Campbell. Be sure to help us spread this movement by liking the show and posting it on your social media. And to join our movement, go to bemadtogether.com. All right, folks, that's a wrap. Let's make sure to pay it forward and I'll see you all next time. Take care. Bye.